everybody. Welcome to another epic episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amin Reina. I'm an investment coach here at Sage Investors, and this is episode 54. Well, we've had a few weeks now to kind of digest the whole concept of, uh, of Donald Trump being president. So, uh, and I've been getting a lot of questions in the last little while. I uh, just did an interview actually this week uh, for a podcast. And this is the question right now. Uh, investors are asking this question. What could, what's going to happen to the stock market now that Trump is going to be running the show? Uh, given that we know um, how he feels about certain uh, economic and business policies. And uh, the question is, we don't know. Um, like, we've got the short-term answer. We've seen the market sort of just continuing to rise up on you know record high after record high. So we kind of know the short-term uh, immediate impact right now. Uh, seem, market seems to be cool with it. But let's try, let's let's you know we're not investing for just today. We're investing for for the future. And uh, what's going to happen? So at the end of the day, the question, the answer is, we really don't know. There really we really don't have any idea. Um, the best we can do is just make educated guesses, and that's what investing is. It's about making educated guesses about the probabilities of certain things happening. So I figure, you know what, let's, let's take a shot at it. Let's try to mind map our way onto some possibilities of how uh, things could evolve and how they could impact stock prices. So the three areas I've kind of focused on uh, in terms of uh, looking at is uh, interest rates, um, trade, and government spending. So let's just pick them off and try to see what, what could potentially happen. Um, with interest rates, now Trump has been on record quite a bit saying he thinks interest rates are abnormally, artificially low. He's been ridiculing the Federal Reserve and Janet Yellen and saying he's going to fire her and you know just talking the whole concept of interest rates being too expensive. He's also talked a lot about the stock market being overvalued too. And it's interesting, I don't, there's a lot of things I don't really agree with him with, but actually these two things I kind of agree with him with. I think the market's been extremely overvalued and I think also that interest rates have been artificially too low. The rates should have been gone, gone up much, much longer ago. And it looks like they will go um, in December, next week probably, um, when the Fed meets next. But the question is going forward. Now, Janet Yellen, the head, chair of the Federal Reserve, is her term ends in 2018. So the wild card is when he takes office, is he going to fire her or is he going to let her serve out her term but then replace her with somebody who is more you know, in tune with his kind of uh, thinking? And that's kind of the wild card. But right now, interest rates looks like they're going to track up. And so what's the impact of that? So if interest rates do start tracking up, well, that means borrowing costs are going to go up for companies. It means ultimately, you know, if, if, if borrowing costs go up, then profits will go down. And then ultimately stock prices could go down. So that's kind of the impact right there. But the reality is when interest rates usually go up, it usually takes about 18 months for for an interest rate hike or a series of interest rate hikes to filter their way into the system. So the reality is, in the short term, any moves in interest rates are not really going to impact. I really don't see it kind of impacting stock prices in, in negatively impacting stock prices in the short term. So that's one side of it. But the other impact of increasing interest rates is, and we're seeing it right now, is the U.S. dollar is going to go up. So when interest rates go up, it means people are going to want to hold more U.S. securities, U.S. Treasury. So that's going to put pressure, upward pressure on the U.S. dollar. So if the U.S. dollar goes starts going up, and it has been going up quite aggressively in the last, you know, since the election, um, what does that mean? It means U.S. exports are going to be more expensive. And so when U.S. goes out to try and sell those exports, they may not sell as much of that 
and you break that down into lower revenues for U.S. companies, which means lower profits for U.S. companies, which ultimately will feed into stock prices. So that's a possible angle that could happen. So that's something we need to watch about is where is the U.S. dollar going? And if interest rates start tracking up, then that's going to lead to the U.S. dollar going up, and that could, in the medium to long term, have a negative impact on stock prices. So that's one element. Second element, <clears throat> trade. Pretty much, Trump has pretty much gone on record saying the moment he finishes his inauguration speech, he's going to go and renegotiate and open up for debate, open up for negotiation, um, NAFTA, the TPP, and heck, he's, he might even get the hell out of all these things. So, in the short term, what does that mean? If, so, if, the, if a policy, if he really goes through with adopting a more protectionist kind of policy, um, you know, less open trade, well, that's in the short term, that's going to be kind of good domestically because it's going to preserve jobs. And you can see the certain little things he's like to take credit, credit for uh, since the election in terms of keeping jobs in the U.S. Um, if jobs stay in the U.S., that's more people working. It's good for uh, people's incomes are up. Consumption goes up. That's good for economic growth. And ultimately feeds into profits, higher profits, and ultimately higher stock prices. So in the short term, this kind of protectionist kind of mentality could be really conducive for, for U.S. stock prices. But that's the short term. But the long term is if, and you know, this is trade 101, when you start restricting trade and putting tariffs on goods and imports and exports, that's inflationary. That means costs are going to go up. Prices are going to go up. The cost to make things are going to go up. You know that $500 uh, iPhone you kind of got? Well, that, that $500 iPhone could cost a thousand bucks. How many people are going to buy one of a thousand dollar iPhone? Well, quite a few actually, but if costs go up, then the tendency for people to spend more is going to go out, it's going to go down, and if people spend less, if it costs more for things, that usually puts downward pressure on revenues, ultimately profits go down, and ultimately stock prices go down. So when we look at the trade impacts, and that's what we got to watch, is if he follows through on this protectionist you know, policy, that in the short term, it might be a little boost for the economy, but in the long term, it could severely impair the economy. Um, if the cost for, for producing goods and services and the process of buying goods and services go up, that's not good. That's going to feed into inflation. And on the further ripple, if you think your way through this stuff, if there's higher inflation out there, that's going to mean higher interest rates down the road too. And if higher interest rates come up, we just talked about the impact of higher interest rates, that's not good for stock prices in the long term. So that's the trade side of it. Spending. Trump has pretty much gone out there and said he's going to, you know, adopt a total guns and butter approach and essentially spend up to a trillion dollars on infrastructure, increase spending hardcore on uh, on defense. Um, you know, he ends up building walls, and you know, he ends up building walls. That's those are you know stimulative actions actually, and uh, that's going to be good. You know, it's going to create more jobs again, more jobs, more consumption, more income. Those are good things. Those are you know these are stimulative actions um, to to help the economy grow. And so in the short term, that's these are good things that are going to be good for stock prices. The question, the problem is, is government stimulus and stimulus activities, infrastructure activities, they don't last forever. Um, they keep going and going and going. So once the once the building stops, then what? So depending how long and if he actually implements any infrastructure spending plans, and if they're not a trillion dollars, if it's like you know a couple hundred billion or something, that's that's not a good impact long term for stock prices. On the flip side, he's talking about spending a hell of a lot, but he's also talking about lowering taxes. 
um, especially and from what we've seen all the numbers that are crunched during the campaign it seemed like the people that were going to benefit the most from a lower tax cut the theory behind lower tax cuts it's obviously um, more income in people's pockets more pr pr propensity to spend stimulative is a stimulative impact on the economy but as we've seen also that these tax policies tend to benefit um, the rich people side of it, higher income people tend to benefit more uh, pronounced, you know, more <laughs> greater than, sorry, more effectively than, than the lower income people. So, you know, it's a lot to, hard to tell. Again, how much, you know, how much of his talk that he said on his campaign is he actually going to implement? The other side that's going to be interesting too is this whole concept of repatri repatriating uh, money uh, overseas. You know, uh, companies like Apple, Apple has like $250 billion of cash sitting offshore. Now, if Trump's kind of implements a kind of a holiday saying, well, if you bring, if Apple brings back that money to the US, um, they won't have to pay any tax or pay a much lower tax rate on it. Um, that could be a that could be a stimulative impact, assuming that Apple would take that money and invest it into R and D, hire more people, uh, in that kind of sense. But the wild card on that is we've seen um, companies, especially U.S. companies, raise incredible amounts of capital and incredible amounts of debt because of low interest rates to not you know build new factories or hire new people, but to Pay back um, to buy back shares, increase dividends. So the question is, if they, if Trump implements this policy of allowing companies to bring back money tax-free or at a lower tax rate, are they going to actually be used to invest in the economy, or are they going to be just more financial engineering um, tricks to uh, jack up their stock prices? Either way, it's conducive to you know uh, a higher stock price, higher stock prices. So as you can see, there's some themes here. So in the short term, it seems like in the short term. The, the, the conditions are there for you know uh, for stock prices to, to, to rise to keep rising um, because of you know the, the you know the, the lag in terms of interest rates the impact of uh, protectionist policies and immediate spending on government uh, you know guns and butter defense and infrastructure spending so there's a stimulus there that could probably push stock prices higher it wouldn't be a big surprise. The bigger issue is, as we think, as we're investors, we're thinking long term, is that ultimately are these policies that is going to, it seems like if you think your way through these, what, how these policies could, could play out in the economy, that they would be less conducive for stock prices to, to go up. They would be more conducive for stock prices to go down. So that's kind of the, the you know, as you're figuring out how to, how to you know, invest, it's just, you know, how short term and how long term are your horizons and are you comfortable with thinking your way through that? And this is this what we're doing here is essentially what I've been doing with, with, with clients is try to get them to think their way through these type of scenarios, these type of events, so ultimately they can make these decisions themselves. And uh, that's what I do, that's what I do as, as an investment coach. So the short term looks pretty good and the markets you know are telling us that, but it's really the long term side of it. And also the, the, you know, surrounding this whole thing, it's Trump himself. He's just daily, you know, basically we're seeing economic policy being so far delivered by Twitter. And the question is, you know, is he going to have access to Twitter when he takes the office? Or how's that, gonna, how's that whole thing going to work? Um, it's really a wild card. He just seems to be such a volatile figure that we just don't know. He's talked about certain things that he's going to do. Is he going to walk the walk on them? It's really hard to tell. And we're going to see what kind of checks and balances. But as you can see, when you think your way through, if, you, if any of these policies actually go through, here are the different ways. 
So actually what I've done too is I've uh, posted on Twitter, if you can follow my uh, handle, at Sage Investors, I've done a quick little mind map drawing all these different types of scenarios out. So you can see for yourself kind of like visually what it kind of looks like. So have a chance to get to, uh, a chance to look at it. So I hope that's clear and clear, cleared things up for everybody. But I just, it's really more of what I want people to more understand is just the thought process. How do you rationalize and uh, you know the probabilities of certain things happening? At the end of the day, as I said, the answer in terms of what's going to happen to stock prices, we have, I have no idea. Nobody has any idea. And we're dealing with a very volatile figure who is going to add to that layer of uncertainty. But the best you can do is just map out different possibilities and probabilities and figure out which one seems the most realistic and go and follow that strategy and implement a strategy around it. So I hope that's been helpful for you. Um, that's all I've got to you for you today on Stock Time. If you have a question about this, you want to weigh in on the on the on this uh, little mind map exercise that I went through here, um, feel free to give me a shout. You can uh, uh, DM me through uh, Twitter. My handle is again at Sage Investors. I'm always putting my uh, market observations, my own personal investment decisions on uh, Twitter, so feel free to follow me through there. Or you can hit me through my uh, website, www.sageinvestors.ca. And you can hit me through an email, drop an email through there, and I'd be more than happy to answer any questions you have, or if you have any ideas for some future episodes, I'm more than happy to hear about it. So that's been another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amin Reina of Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Cheers. Oh, 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 oh,